Jono, Ben and Sharon. Afternoon, welcome along to the program. As you'll know, Guy and Sam from the Edge Workday over a week now. I can't believe they're still in there. All weekend, I kept tuning in, going, Let the poor bastards out, end it now. Are they still in the safe house? Yes, they are still in the safe house. We're catching up with them in about 20 minutes' time. We thought we'd help them out this week because I don't think they anticipated being in there that no long. One I mean, did, right? I, no one at the radio station anticipated them being in there that long. So, there's obviously important things in their lives that maybe they're missing out on because they're stuck inside this godforsaken comical house. <laughs> uh, and we want to help them out with that stuff. Also today, it's a special Monday. Wind up your juicy pants, because if we got a juicy <laughs> show for you... Juicy pants? Okay. Less slap on your better. juicy trousers, iron the juicy chinos, because Ben... It's over to you. Oh, okay. The Qantas uh, thing. Oh, yes, the Qantas yeah. thing. That's very exciting. I was thinking that what you meant, but the juicy pads really put me off. Yes, uh, thanks to Qantas, uh, we've got a pretty cool prize we're going to tell you about next, and it's going to be won by the end of the show. Well, being in with Qantas, I'm gathering its flights. Oh, hey, let's not give it away. <laughs> Qantas are diversifying their portfolio. No. You can win a taco kit <laughs> thanks to Qantas before the end of the show. <laughs> we'll find out what that mystery prize is next. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Very exciting news from Qantas. Uh, thanks to them, the best caller during our radio show today will win return flights to Asia thanks to Qantas Rush Hour Sale. They've got great fares to Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong and Tokyo from $799 return. Man, that's on now till midnight, book at Qantas.com. T's and C's apply. It's my favourite airline with a kangaroo on its wing, tail. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And what I love is that we give this trip away in a matter of two hours. That's right, today. So what? it just goes to the best caller. All you have to do is call up and be a great caller. Now, this could come in the form of a story. It could come in the form of a funny, comical accent. I like Italian accents. No, we don't want accents. Let's go best story for the day. Okay, so what? You, oh, 800 The Edge. We're just going to load people in the drawer once per hour. and then like just Graham a, Norton's red chair, basically. Just after 6 o'clock, we're going to make that draw. Someone is going to be going to Asia by the end of the show. How pumped are you for that, Victoria? You're pretty pumped up, Vicky. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Okay, Vic, what story are you bringing to the table to get yourself in the straw? Oh, my gosh, I don't know. I just heard you guys on the radio. Can I say this is a f- shaky start? <laughs> shaky start, Vicky. She's just heard free trip to Asia. She just phoned up. She's <laughs> has not worried about any logistics. Oh, my God. Well, you're the first person in the draw. Um, <laughs> Do we put we her look in the draw? At, well, she is. She's yeah, the, she... that's my story. That's my story. Now, can you beat that story from Vicky? It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. It was a crapper, Vicky. <laughs> no, I don't know. It might not be beaten. There might be a chance that no one else gets on the radio and says anything. Amy, uh, Vicky's going to be a tough one to beat. Could you be our caller of the day and be off to Asia by 7 o'clock? Oh, God, I hope so. That'd be amazing. What's your story then? Right, well, when I was younger, my sister and I really, really, really wanted a puppy. So one day I put a belt around my neck and I acted as a stubborn dog. She was my owner, pulled the belt too tight and I strangled myself. Almost passed out. Family was in distress and it was all because we wanted a dog. Oh, Jesus. Wow. No. That's a good lesson not to do that. That is good. There's some high-profile businessmen who pay top dollar for <laughs> okay, that sort of okay. treatment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's... That's the, how I'd have pay off my student loan for sure. <laughs> a very scary, uh, traumatic story uh, to, wow. to kickstart things. You choked yourself out with a belt when you were oh, a child. Okay, in the Okay. Well, yes. Listen, she's a step up from Vicky. Okay, yeah, yeah but still, I'm not... I'm, yeah, I'm, Ben's, yeah. Ben's a bit shaky on the content. <laughs> no. uh, and Ashley, you want to go to Asia by the end of the show, thanks to Qantas? I would love to. All right, hit us with your story, Ash. Um, so my papa came up and said to my partner um, that he knew the secret to a long life. 
and I knew it was going to be bad because he's got a really weird um, sense of humour. Mm. He said, you need to have lots and lots of sex because... Once you get to my age, it's like trying to ram a marshmallow through okay, a well, just, okay, okay. <laughs> just bearing in mind, it's just after three o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, there were young We're in the school hour. We're trying to keep this hour clean so people can listen after school. Um, okay, let's regroup. We'll come back better. I don't think any of those people will be as as much as I appreciate them calling. I don't know if they're going to be winning those. Dri- they were good. They were pretty good. I, I, I want to hear the end of Granddad's story. John Ben and Sharon, the Edge. Safe house. Fed by Burger King. Now, Guy and Sam from the Edge Workday have been locked in a, in a safe house somewhere in New Zealand. You can win five grand by being the first to knock on the door and ask, is this the Edge safe house between 7 in the morning and 8 at night? And if you can't get there, you can drop a pin at theedge.co.nz. And if you get the exact location, five grand is yours. 189 hours you have been in that house, guys. Thank you for reminding us. <laughs> 189. That is crazy. The amount of people asking me, oh, are they still in that house? A lot of people. Well, I'm pretending it like lots of people come up to me and talk to me. They don't. <laughs> One person came up to me over the weekend and said they're still in that house. I said, I hope they're not. But it turns out that's still happening. Yeah. yeah. I've never been this committed to anything in my life. Even more than your marriage. You're more, oh, well, so you got married. Well, like, I'm not living in the marriage 24-7. <laughs> I imagine if I was, you know... The you, marriage would be in question. Collectively, you've probably spent more time now with Guy than you have your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say we, so. We only got married in December last year. I imagine that's the case. Incredible. I am yeah. still shocked you're in the house. I feel sorry for you as a fellow human being. I feel like we should have just let you go. The management here at the station should have pulled pin for your sanity. <laughs> but now what we're watching is uh, two men slowly losing their mind. Now wearing Mexican outfits. Yeah, it's Mexican yeah, it's Monday. Mexican Monday, of course. It's very, very festive in here. It's, we've we've learned a song today. Yeah, we learned La Bamba. La Bamba. The, the Spanish version. Yeah. Oh, I it's love it. Great. Give us a little bit of La Bamba. I love La Bamba. Oh, you want to play yeah, La Bamba? We've got, we got, we got the ukulele, Sam, and the chords. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Sam's right. just getting the... Uh, <sighs> right, Sam. ba la 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 bamba ba la 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 we were better before. <laughs> You're about as good as Bieber singing Despacito live. <laughs> apologise to anyone we offended with those guys. Very delirious. Um, so the lowest point for you guys after over seven days inside the uh, safe house. Oh uh, well, on Saturday, uh, guy, I he got I caught him cheating on our, one of the challenges that we were doing, right? Yeah. Um, and I just called him out for the cheating, you know, because I'm an honest man. I wouldn't want to see anyone win by cheating, so I called him out, and that pushed his buttons, apparently. The thing is, the, it wasn't even for a clue. It wasn't for a challenge. Uh, it was, it was, this was for our lunch, and it was both of us not competing against each other, but together. Sam still decided to snitch on one of the boys. He dogged the boys, even though I helped cheat with his one as well, uh, but he still decided to dob me into the uh, the kidnappers who then took my lunch away. Well, so thankfully, this na- is a... Com- actually, I was a little bit pissed. Thankfully, this is a comical radio promotion and not prison, because we all know what happens to those people in prison, don't we? The, st- the stitches. <laughs> we do. Stitches. We do. But I would s- love to see God try and do that to me. Try and make me a snitch in prison. But you know, but uh, what's happened is you guys ended up in a fist fight on the camera. We've got the audio. We're stuck in a room together. If you want your phone, you have to talk to me. Get my phone, Sam. <laughs> You know how to get your phone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fight I've been waiting for. So there we go. There's a lot of rustling. Obviously, not. Okay. you could have done a bit of commentary with the fighting, but you've, you've just opted this for... This fight is a, is a huge overstatement. More rolling around, knocking yeah. things over. It was wrestling. We've just heard what UFC would sound like without commentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
mate. We, we want to help you guys out. Yeah, is there anything that you, because um, obviously you didn't expect to be in here that long. No one did. Um, so anything we can do to help you guys out in your lives? Uh, anything you need um, taken care of? I promised Meg that I'd pick up all of the dog crap that's on our lawn okay. uh, before I left, and uh, I didn't. And uh, there's been a week of crapping on there, so I'd say there's <laughs> a surplus of dog crap on our lawn, which then needs to be mown, if you guys are up for that. Okay, so we need... Okay. Um, yep, yep. No, okay. I was kind of hoping you'd go, no, nah, we're all good, but anyway, you've <laughs> called our bluff. Uh, I've been in here for eight days now. You can do some stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. no, okay, we'll do that. We will, yeah, we will yeah, fulfill these chores. Yeah, we will. We, oh. will. we will collect that, <laughs> we will mow it, and we will walk it. That's what we'll do to help you out, okay? Thank you. All right, more and Sam after four o'clock we'll find out what you need done in your life, and we great, will do that great. this week. All right, thank you guys. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, the Edge. Jono, you got some hot fire bringing to the radio? Well, not me. I'm, I never bring hot fire to the radio. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a mild Tabasco at best, Ben. But we do have our friend and colleague Alice Sneddon with us on the phone. We work with Alice over at TV. She's a writer. Welcome, Alice. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Hey, good to have you on, man. Good to have you on. Yeah, now, appreciate you... it. Huge opportunity. <laughs> but a great office banter that was happening at an earlier stage that I thought I would then milk and harvest for our mildly amusing <laughs> commercial radio show, Alice. Oh, my God. Well, if the bar's only mildly amusing, then this will be absolutely fine. Well, that's the problem. People these days, they're sitting in the bar too high for themselves and they're yeah. constantly disappointing yeah. themselves. No, no, that's right. I never aim to be funny. I just aim to be uh, past the time. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> so you, you, you've mentioned before on this show that you, you grew up in a, an interesting, well, it was not an interesting house. It was a house, open door policy. People came and went. There were 11 people present in the lounge as you were being born. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole crowd, right? Yes, that's true. There was, there was. There was a whole crowd of people, more than 11, I'd say. Yeah, that was, it was like, absolutely jam packed. Well, you should be. Twi- it's how you welcome a child into the world. <laughs> With 26, 26 strangers in a home booth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was midnight as well. I'm like, what the f are they all doing there? Go home, man. Are you happy to have jobs? It's not the home birth story. Okay. But this is, no. what, this is what I have. This is your mother's parenting skills. Yeah, my mum was um, an, an extroverted parent. She was one for making big grand gestures. <laughs> And uh, the thing she hated more than anything was the television, which we were restricted to watching. And one time she was calling us to dinner and we were watching our favourite programme and she was like, that's it, I've had enough. She got a pair of scissors, came over to the TV and cut the cord off of the TV. No! (laughs) Clean, yes, clean in front of us. It was honestly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. If you've ever wondered what it looks like to see a person snap, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) It's a pair of scissors and a... She could have electrocuted herself. Yeah, she could have, but I think at that point she was like, that would be sweet relief. Because <laughs> <laughs> five kids, she was like, here's my way out. <laughs> when was the moment, when did the moment set in where she was like, I've actually caused some very serious damage to this TV and it's going to need to be repaired? I reckon um, her, like, mea culpa was um, taking the television to the TV store repair man, which existed in those days, and him being like, um, it seems here that the cord has been clean cut off <laughs> and her having to describe that she'd done it willingly of her own of her own volition. <laughs> she was always doing stuff like that. Like, if we wouldn't come down for dinner, she'd just turn off all the power in the house with the fuse board. <laughs> that was the only way she'd do it. I was I like, like no, she'd never live with us on the life support, man. She'd be on and off. <laughs> <laughs> you, lost a, you lost a lot of great relatives who were clinging <laughs> on to life. A lot of great relatives, but you know what? Mum proved her point. We're always on time at the dinner table. (laughs) Hey, Alice, thank you very much. Do do your family know that you come on Nationwide Radio and constantly... (laughs) 
I've got no idea, but I do know they're never listening to you guys, so I'm pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alice. Oh, 800 The Edge is the phone number. Let's throw this out there. The most creative parental punishments. Oh, what's up, Tommy? How are you, man? Oh, look who's come crawling on back yeah. to his favourite top 40 radio station. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm here for the secrets for the secret house. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> how you been, Phil? All right, mate? Yeah, nah, not too bad. Nah, just heard that lady Alice on there, man. Fresh. Her, dad, her mum sounds like my granddad, bro. We used to call it Mr. Mercury, eh, man? Bro, like, we used to play our sounds too long, so he would go to the old fuse board, and he used to take the fuses out of the, um, the fuse board, <laughs> so we weren't allowed any power. Bro. I see, I like that, because there's, no, there's, there's nothing that can be done. Nah, bro, he was onto it, bro. When I got my first car, he didn't want me to have passengers, so he took out the other seats <laughs> except for the driver's seat, bro. <laughs> uh, thank you, Phil. Uh, you're in the draw thanks to Qantas to head off to Asia by the end of the show. Uh, cheers, boys, and I'll tell you one more before I leave, bro. We used to leave the lights on, so he used to go around and take out all the light bulbs so we wouldn't have any lights in the home, bro. So, yeah, he was pretty creative, bro. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> good on you, Phil. Thank you for your call. Always good to have you listening, buddy. Sassy on 0800 The Edge. How are you, Sassaroon? Sass. Oh, she has such a fun name. Such a fun name. Maybe it's a Morse code message. It sounds like she's singing us Morse code. Hannah on 0800 The Edge. We're doing CPPs, Creative Parental Punishments. What happened to you when you were growing up? Um, so my sister and her friend were playing in the back garden and my sister and her friend collided. My sister's two front teeth went into her forehead. Oh. Clean clean out. Blood everywhere. Parents didn't believe us what happened. Anyway, I had to go out to the hospital and I had to explain to the nurses because it was my fault as I wasn't watching my little sister. Um, my punishment was three and a half months of no cell phone, no anything, was allowed to go to dancing, my mum would pick me up at three o'clock at the dock from school, playing her old classical music in front of all my friends. It was so embarrassing, and then when it got to the point that it was coming off the punishment, my mum wrote in a letter to I think it's Hawke's Bay today. Yeah. And I made the front news of the paper with my little sister's two stick in the forehead. Oh, you made the paper? She <laughs> front page coverage. <laughs> yeah, she fully embarrassed me for that because I wasn't paying attention. To be fair, she was the parent. <laughs> exactly, that's what we thought. But no, it was my responsibility. No, <laughs> front lesson. page news. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so yep. good. She still got the cover too, so it's it's a nice reminder. Uh, you're in the draw to go to Asia by the end of the show, yes. okay, Hannah? Time for Jono's Internet Corner, where we get all the fun stuff from the internet. And today, Ben, from the Internet Corner, this is what I found, okay? Clarinet player. He's from Canada. Okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. He wants to go to a prestigious clarinet playing school. Is there a certain school just for clarinet? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know if there is, but you're just saying yes to move the story along? No, there is. There is. It's oh, in yeah. Los Angeles. Okay. So he applied to take his clarinet skills and be taught. Only two people a year are accepted into this prestigious clarinet playing school. Right. Okay. This is his dream. Okay. So he applies to the school. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. He gets an electronic email back. I've just said electronic email when that's what the E does in email. (laughs) He gets an email back. Yeah. The email says, hey, thanks for your application but we're not going to need you at our prestigious clarinet school. Oh, no. And his girlfriend 
She was consoling him during this period. She's a flutist. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So she's saying, oh, this is shocking, you know, and he's very upset. Yeah, he would be. It's his dream. His yeah. dreams are crushed. Yeah, so two years later, he finds out he was actually accepted into the <laughs> prestigious <laughs> clarinet skull playing. Uh, yeah, skull. What? But, but he got the... What did she write the letter? She forged a letter. She didn't want him going to this prestigious clarinet playing school. So she found the email, snuck into his email, got the email. He'd been accepted. He got accepted to the school. Oh. Yeah. He got rid of the... It deleted the deleted any evidence that he got accepted. Oh. She then drafts an email saying, thanks for your application, but no thanks. He finds out two years later. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she just wanted she wanted him around, but that's not the way to do it. She though. just wanted to play flute with him. She yeah. just wanted to play the flute. I feel sad. Yeah. Who do you feel sorry for? Oh, everyone in that story. I feel sorry for everyone in that story. Why do you feel sorry for everyone? <laughs> Don't feel sorry for the lady who forged it. She did a horrible thing. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. She's trying to hold him back. Yeah. She knew what a good clarinet player <laughs> he was. The world was the... No- so what happened now? Is he getting into the school? She blew his chance and also her flute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, I wait under the edge. This is what I want to do. They're no longer together now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you could continue being no, you probably someone who blew you. your blew your big opportunity <laughs> at the clarinet playing school. Yeah, but uh, oh, he sadly th- played his clarinet out of the room. <laughs> this is what I want to throw out there. What did you find out your ex did after the fact? Oh. Uh, when you were no longer there with him, and you're like, oh, you did what? Yeah. All right. Oh, under the edge is the phone number, 3343 on the text. All I can say is I know that all my exes just moved on to better people. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. What did you find out about your ex <laughs> after the fact? Sarah, you enjoyed Lord twice in a row, didn't you? Oh, it's fantastic. Good yeah, on you, Sarah. Such a great song. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what, did, what did you find out about your ex after the fact? Um, well, I found out that he stole my mum's car. <laughs> he stole my mum's car? Yeah, so my mum's car went missing. Uh, we were looking all over town for it. And anyway, a year later, we broke up with my, with my partner. And he comes around and he's like, oh, you know that car? Yeah, I stole it. So he stole it while he was still with you? He stole it while he was still with me and he helped us look for the car. Oh, and you let him go? You? He was a catch, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I should have kept him. He could have got stolen me a few more cars. Why did he just come around afterwards? Why did he come around after the uh, after your relationship and tell you? Because we had a party and, you know, it, as you do, you have parties, all your friends turn up and they happen to have some of your exes. Oh, there you go. Wow, <laughs> wow you, you lost a good one there, mate. Dan, welcome, 0800 The Edge. What did you find out about your ex after the fact? Um, well, we'd been broken up for about uh, a week or two and uh, I went to go get the good old gentleman's massage. You know, I've seen Ben down there once or twice as well. Okay, let's just leave that out. Of Thank you. <laughs> hey, that's therapeutic, you told me, Ben. <laughs> that's really you right. said it was for your sore hamstrings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're very sore. Hey, this, anyway, carry on <laughs> with your story. <laughs> but um, it, it turns out um, it was my ex-girlfriend. She was the masseuse. No! At the, yes. the parlour? At the parlour. She'd been doing it for about seven years. What, what you, and you booked her? Yes. And you didn't know that, um, that she would have been doing it when you guys were together? 
Yeah, we were together for three years and I'd never known it. Wow. wow. And so did you have to pay? Because like, you'd be kind of like, well... <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, a, it's a job. <laughs> I, I didn't stay, I, I left, yeah. Oh, right, you didn't get the therapy. Well, Ben, obviously, yeah, you, you, had, you had an appointment afterwards, didn't you, to get those hamstrings sorted out? <laughs> That's incredible, Dan. So where did you think she was going when she was working, clearly, I imagine, night hours? Um, no, well, she was working during the day when I worked, you see. Oh, well, there you go. Didn't yeah. suspect it. Hey, uh, go. Dan, uh, we're going to hook you up. Cheers to night and day with a $50 voucher. To we're the brothel. Up for grabs every day this week. <laughs> you can grab hot, hot food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner anytime. All right, my friend? Oh, awesome. Cheers, man. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Dancing with the Stars back Sunday and Monday nights on 3, hosted by Sharon Casey, doing a great job. And uh, we're crossing live now to Sharon Casey backstage at Dancing with the Stars. Something we like to do is we talk in her ear and she asks unsanctioned questions that you guys have come up with on our Facebook page. You there, Shaz? Oh, welcome to myself. It's great to be welcomed. I feel very welcome. What do you say? A lot of people text us in. They're like, what's backstage at Dancing with the Stars like? What are you looking at right now in your room? Right now, I am watching Di Henwood get makeup put on his glorious face. And he today is wearing a brand new tracksuit, which is looking wonderful because he's trying to fit in with me because I wear tracksuits every week. Yeah, but ironically, you were the one who were uh, policing people wearing tracksuits at the radio station a couple of years ago. <laughs> now, apparently, it's okay. Happened. That never happened. That's a lie. We've got Di Henwood with us for the unsanctioned questions. These are the questions sent through uh, by the lovely listener pals to the Edge radio station. Uh, okay. These are questions that you might not necessarily like to ask someone face-to-face, but we're going to hide away like cowards, ask you in your ear, and you have to repeat the question to Di. All right, let's do it. He looks real keen to be part of it as well. He's put on some <laughs> lip gloss for it especially. Yes, I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm excited. Lubed up facial lips and he's ready to go. Okay, the first question comes uh, from Chantal, actually. Di Henwood, shoot, shag, marry. Chris Harris, David Seymour, Roger Farrelly. Di Henwood, shoot, shag, marry. Chris Harris, Roger Farrelly, David Seymour. Well, I'm not not into killing anyone, but no. definitely. So I'm only shagging-wise, I'm confined to one. What if things just got out of hand? Are they all there at the same time? Am I shagging one like while I'm marrying the other? Then I have to shoot them at the... I've got a lot of questions about this. One, I have a no. deep respect for Chris Harris. We'd have a lot to talk about because I'm a big cricket fan. I'd marry him. What I reckon is to be... If it's one shot, I'd probably alternate sex between David Seymour and Rog, <laughs> then just one caboose taking both out. Oh. Whammy. Mark from Thames wants to know, uh, Di Henwood, are you getting paid more, less or the same as Dominic Belden and Jason Gunn? Oh, 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 savage. Okay. Di Henwood, are you getting paid the same, more or less than Jason Gunn and Dom Bowden, who hosted it before you? Well, I follow them both on Instagram. I reckon I'm I'm slightly less maybe than Dom. That's just based on a Fiordland trip I saw recently. <laughs> and um, poor Jace fell out of a wheelie bin and broke his back, which um, actually pretty much almost happened to me. I me Jason Gunn are very and I are very similar people, so I reckon the same as Jace. Slightly less than the D-man. Okay, next next question. Uh, two weeks ago, Di Henwood showed a lot of chest on the program. How many offers for lovemaking was he granted? You've got a really great chest. Uh, how many offers of lovemaking were accepted after you found your chest? Well, first of all, thank you for thinking 
that I would have got a lot of offers. <laughs> I actually had one offer taken back, and that was from my wife. So now I actually have negative one love-making <laughs> offers. Is that, is that it? Is that as awkward as you're going to make it this week? No, there's one more. Oh, God, there's oh. one more. Okay. Who's better to work with, Jeremy you, Corbett or me? You're not. Who is more awesome to work with, Diane? Me or Jeremy Corbett? You're way better. Oh, you're Cor- so lucky. I thought you were going to say Jeremy. You all, you got out of that pretty well. No, no, I'm polite to Jeremy because he's got a pool <laughs> I can swim in. You're like a fully-fledged, talented host. What? Corbett is just like a dude with a pool and staff <laughs> who I sort of weirdly bribed to hang out with. That backfired, didn't it? Maybe you guys could be that nice to me. Well, that's funny because we have Jeremy Corbett on the phone. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Oh, God. <laughs> we both have been dead silent. <laughs> hey, good on you. Sharon, uh, Sharon and Di doing a wonderful job of hosting Dancing with the Stars. Look after yourselves. Go slap a spray tan on and biff on the sequins. Woo! Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Big news from a small town and today it's from my hometown. Masterton. Oh, you love Masterton, don't you? It's one of your favourite things to talk about. <laughs> oh, look at my, my name's Ben. I'm from Masterton. I'm oh, so rural. <laughs> so look at me with the moment. Oh, look, look. Milk you. Oh, milk you. Do you want me to milk you? That's what you say to me. No, Shall I, I milk you? And I'm like, no. It's a bit weird in the city. <laughs> what are you going to milk? He's like, I'll milk your nipples. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't do you do that, that in Masterton? No. No, look, hey. The I, strange I, thing is he's extracted milk from here. <laughs> I enjoyed growing up in Masterton. We went back there for we the did. taxi tour. We and did. We had... The best night, <laughs> best best Wednesday night I've had in <laughs> that week. <laughs> hey, that week it was the better than all the other Wednesdays. Been that no, week. you know, like, what I like about La Masterton, lovely community feel. It's like you could leave your door open. Yeah, you, you probably could. People could you leave your door? Pro- open? Oh, yeah, people would come and grab stuff, but, it's, <laughs> but you could. <laughs> Just makes things easier for people to come <laughs> and grab stuff. <laughs> no, I love Marston. It was great growing up there. And um, big news one of the things that puts Marston on the map, apart from Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, uh, is the Golden Shears. Mm. The- Which is the sharing competition they have every year in Marston. Marty joins us on the phone. Welcome, Marty. G'day, how you going? Oh, have we got the winner of the Golden Shears on the phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shout the shit out of that sheep. Yeah. I think I think you might be a little bit confused. It's the golden gumboot that I got. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, producer Dad, for that nearly correct information. <laughs> we just did something rural <laughs> close, and golden. Hold on, Dad, Dad, hold on. We just did a heartfelt piece about how Ben came from Masterton, his background, we had some banter about how you can leave your door open, but he said you can't because people will still... Be. And, and now we've got... Ma- what, what the hell's the gumboot, mate? What's this golden gumboot? What's this Pilagi? I won a golden gumboot last week at the field days. So nothing to do with Masterton anyway. So you won the golden gumboot. Congratulations. Thank um, you. What is it? <laughs> Next question. It's, it's literally a golden gumboot. Uh, <laughs> but what for? What did you win? Did you enter a raffle? Or what? It was a, co- a competition. That you, it was formerly the Rural Bachelors up oh, at the field days. I did hear about this, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, and this year they included girls. So it was four boys and four girls, and we're all competing to be the Rural Catch instead of just a Rural Bachelor. And you won um, in first time entering. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to do to become the uh, the rural, it's a hard word to say, bachelor? Uh, oh, so we went up the field days, we're up there for a whole week, flew up last Sunday, and then we had to do oh, a few days 
doing a farmland road trip. They're our main sponsor. And then at the field days, we had to do oh, ATV, fencing, tractor schools, AIing a cow, cooking, yeah, a whole bunch of rural activities, challenges. Uh, yep. go, uh, good on you. Now, I imagine you've done a couple of interviews since then. Uh, yep. Yep, and uh, this will be the most <laughs> professional I'm gathering. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Did you see the introduction? That was spot on. <laughs> spot on. I like the bit where you didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> no, I know. I thought you might have been trying to match me out with a share or something. I was hey, listen, getting you, excited. No. You could have been polite and just rolled with our fictitious story, but no. no. I know, I know. I could have. Hey, uh, real question here. Ben is, says he's from Marston and we've just told us. <laughs> I think we've spoken yeah. enough about Marston, yeah. John. Over he's always like, hey, I can milk you. I can milk no, you. No, I don't. Have you ever milked a human? Uh, no. Can you milk a human? Because <laughs> no, Ben's constantly trying. No, I'd say you can. I say you probably can. You can. There you go. At the right time. Well, yeah, I guess there's certainly yeah. yeah but t- I mean, he's, he keeps trying and nothing's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Well, just if we're this going to be a weird enough conversation. Hey, well, congratulations on winning the um, the golden gumboot. That's awesome. Where, where have you got the uh, trophy? Um, I just got home first thing this morning, and I just put it in my on my mantelpiece. Actually, oh, good on you! Yeah, what I got a, what home a... on the plane with me last night, which was interesting. What a <laughs> bloody heavy. hey! Love your work, Marty. Congratulations on your golden gumboot. Apologies <laughs> and commiserations for our poor interviewing technique and our lack of information about what you had actually won. But we're it's, proud of you. That's quite alright. Was yeah, yeah. No, that's quite alright. I wasn't your... expecting full knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and give us, give us, what do you mean? <laughs> this show prides I've itself. I've seen your show. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be the run of the mill one. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Uh, okay, give us your big sign off, Marty. Rural Catch 2018, come at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> hey, good on you. You have a lovely day. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. The best caller on our radio show today will win return flights to Asia thanks to Qantas Rush Hour Sale. Great fares to Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong and Tokyo from just $799 return on now. Return? Yeah, return. That's cra- I've heard you say it all day, but return, return. hasn't sunk on in. On now until midnight. Book at Qantas.com. T's and C's apply. So we thought we'd give... You know, many opportunities for people to be the best caller of the show. Yeah, and Carla, we're liking your T's and C's today, mate. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is probably the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. So I was flying to Canberra, and because they don't have customs in Canberra, you need to pick your bag up in Sydney. And it was with Qantas. Picked my bag up in Sydney. Hey, can I just stop you there and just go, fantastic integration from the get-go, Carla. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. When I heard it was with Qantas, I'm like, Qantas, I've got my Qantas story. Um, So anyway, I picked up my bag and I put it into the the regional flight and I went and sat at the gate waiting for my flight when I heard my name called over the speaker. But I just heard, could Carla, and I was like, is that me? So I went up to the counter and I said to the lady, "Um, my name was just called over the speaker. Um, Can you tell me where I have to go? And she said, yep, just a sec, and picked up a phone. And she's like, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, you, Carla? And I went, yeah. And she said, you need to go down to the baggage area. Your bag's vibrating. What was in the... Oh, no, no. Okay, I I went down to the baggage area and I I rang the doorbell and this old man comes out. He's like, are you, Carla? And I went, yeah. And he goes, come with me. So he took me into his room and my my bag was in the middle of the room, this massive room, and there were these two old ladies at computers typing. And they turned around and they're like, oh, hi, doll. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most embarrassing thing. And he goes... Is it your toothbrush? And I'm like, no. My bag was locked, so I had to sit there, unlock a bag, and then put my hands in and turn my vibrator off. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and the the, two, the old ladies and the old men, they went, don't worry about it, it happens all the time. And I said, no, and it was so embarrassing. But it's such a great story that I, I tell everyone, like, I've got no shame. Um, yeah, I mean, you could have still said it was your toothbrush and a <laughs> bit of an unorthodox-looking toothbrush. Well, it was, it's rechargeable, so I, I can't turn it off. Like, I can't oh. take the batteries out. Oh, um, and it, was, it wasn't just going... It was going... <laughs> It was on heavy duty mode. Like I had a drill in there. It was on the finisher. I just went to Buddings. You could have said a lot of things. That's such a good story, Carla. A bit embarrassing, but oh well. Thank you for sharing. It's so good. Hey, you're you're in there, draw. We're going to make the uh, call to the winner just after 6 o'clock tonight to uh, head over to Asia. Oh, I hope I win. Carla is the front runner. Only if you don't take certain (laughs) items on the trip. I promise I won't. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, so uh, Qantas, thanks to our good mates at Qantas, uh, really helping us out no, today. They helped us out. Let's get the name right. Uh, Qantas, they've got return flights. This is amazing to, uh, to Asia to give away, uh, thanks to the Qantas rush hour sale. But there's great fares to Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong and Tokyo from $799 return on now, but only until midnight. Book at Qantas.com. T's and C's apply. What the hey? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm worried. I'm worried. We're giving away one of these trips just after six o'clock uh, to the best caller today. Ben, what up? Uh, hello. I was detained in Houston Airport for New Zealand not being a real country. You were detained in Texas, <laughs> were you? Yeah. Um, I came up to the booth and uh, I was the only New Zealander on the flight, only foreign person on the flight, and this is when they brought in Trump's new travel ban. And, yeah, got up to the counter and said where I was from handed out my visa and said, oh, I'll come this way, and I was detained for three and a half hours being asked, what is New Zealand? Wow. So they didn't know they didn't know New Zealand was a thing? Uh, no, the TSA believed that it was a fraudulent country. <laughs> well, this is the, the one, when you go to America, you're like, it's so yeah. big, there's so much to do there, they don't really need to know about the rest of the world. Everyone's like, how do they not know about New Zealand? Why do they need to know about New Zealand? <laughs> no, Everything like, they need is right there. They don't want to know our capital. We're like, yeah, of course they don't know our capital. All right, let's call, let's call Texas now and see if they can tell us if they've heard of New Zealand or if they even know where it is in the world. Hello? Yeah. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is <laughs> yeah, this in the Titanic? Hello? <laughs> oh, well, there we go. They don't know where New Zealand is, uh, but they have just got the Titanic. <laughs> it's a hell of a movie. <laughs> hey, thank you, Ben. Appreciate your call. Dee's with us on 0800 The Edge. How are you, Dee? Hello, how are you? Yeah, trying to find the best caller to give away a trip to Asia, thanks to Qantas. Okay, sounds good. What's your story? Oh, okay, so we were um, in a taxi. We are in a private taxi um, leaving Syria to head into Turkey. Um, and so you kind of bartered and haggled with your taxi driver for your fare. And it was about a two-hour drive to get over the border into Turkey. Um, so we haggled our fare... Um, he wanted the full fare up front. We said, no, we'll give you half now and half when we get there. So we're about an hour into the trip and the taxi driver kind of starts coughing, has like a little bit of a, um asthma attack, or what it seemed like. I mean, we couldn't really understand what he was saying. But anyway, he ended up pulling over on the side of the road and his asthma attack kind of got a little bit worse 
um, and then he literally collapsed and died right in front of us. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Were you like... So we were in the middle of the night in, um, on a motorway, on the side of the motorway in um, somewhere between Syria and Turkey um, with a dead taxi driver on the side of the road and me and my husband with our backpacks. So did you have to pick him up and put him in the car? Uh, look, it started a whole new, like, we tried to get people to stop. People would stop, take one look at the dead guy on the side of the road and get in the cars and start walking, you know, start driving Oh, again. you would. You would just be like, oh. You're like, I know this looks bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, we finally got someone to stop and they drove us, yeah, my husband had to, with the help of the guy who stopped, get him into the back of a car and we were in the boot. Um, we got taken to the next village and he was pronounced dead, but this was like an hour and a half later. Uh, and we were, yeah, we were um, in a world of trouble trying to explain to the authorities what happened, um, but explaining a really, you know, unusual story to people who don't speak English was, yeah, uh, we, were, we were there held up for, I don't know, it was about six hours until we finally got released. Jeez, and I know, because you said you had to pay him up front. Did you take the money out of, it, money out of his oh, pocket? No, well, no, no, because they actually checked his wallet in front of us and uh, we just said, no, give it to his family, you know. So, uh, yeah, we had to get another taxi into Turkey and we, we didn't kind of bank on the taxi driver dying. Gee, so. that is crazy. What? Well, I tell you what, you're in the draw for this uh, trip to uh, trip to Asia thanks to Qantas, okay? We're going to do that after 6 o'clock, D. Okay, awesome. Thank Good you. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, the best caller during our radio show today uh, is winning return flights to Asia thanks to Qantas Rush Our Sale. Great fares to Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong and Tokyo from $799 return. That's so cheap. On now until midnight tonight. Book at Qantas.com. T's and C's apply. Well, and I would just like to say congratulations to... Uh, to everyone who phoned through today and told us some great stories, like your, your really good stories. I don't Amazing. Know, don't know what the garbage is you feed us every other day. <laughs> as soon as you put a sweet prize on no, the line. Then, no, then you bring the gold. Oh, every other day we're bloody bat- dragging <laughs> our asses across the line. Yeah. So, oh, no one's phoning up there, are they? I know, but today uh, we had so many, um, but we're going to give it to Carla, who, uh, if you've just missed it, just after five o'clock she told this story. This is probably the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. So I was flying to Canberra, waiting for my flight, when I heard my name called over the speaker. So I went up to the counter and I said to the lady, um, my name was just called over the speaker. She said, are you Carla? And I went, yep. And she said, you need to go down to the baggage area. Your bag's vibrating. What was in the... Oh, no, no. (laughs) Great story. We're going to phone Carla now. Tell her she is off to Asia. Exciting times. I love doing this stuff. Hello? Carla. Yeah? Guess what, mate? (gasps) You're joking. We are. (gasps) It's a joke. We regret it now, really. Yeah, it's a bit awkward. So yeah, sorry. We, just, we, we have given away the trip. We just thought we'd phone everyone else who got to on the Say thanks for calling because yours was a good. No, Carla, we're kidding. You are going oh, to Asia. God. Return flights. Thanks to our mates at Qantas. Oh my God. What a roller coaster. I'm sorry about that. You're going to Asia. <laughs> you know, we have just been looking at booking to Bali. 
Well, forget that, mate. Yeah, like... Uh, Stick that up your barley. <laughs> <laughs> Return flights oh to Asia. God. Thanks to Qantas Rush Hour Sale, there's great flights to Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong and Tokyo from seven ninety nine in return. But you don't have to worry about now. It's on now from uh, now until midnight. Book at Qantas.com. T's and C's apply. But you've got that sweet trip. Thank you so much. Oh, you're a good you're a good rooster. <laughs> I can barely breathe. Oh, Carla, it's such a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you so much and thank you, Qantas. Oh, oh even at the end oh, that too. Was good. They'll like that. They'll like get that <laughs> record that for them, Dan. They'll like that. <laughs> Thanks, Carla. Well done, mate. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the show. John O'Ben and Sharon. The Edge.